90s California in this first scene. And the script called for him to be wearing a tie-dye shirt. But other than that, the director was like, oh, it's up to you. And Mary was like... <laughs> so funny to like... I don't know what anyone's wearing, but he's wearing tie-dye. That's the only thing I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Art of Costume Blogcast. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And thou art Spencer Williams. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, Spencer. How doth thou fare this day? <laughs> thou feeleth very fine. Oh, I don't know. good. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that talking like that gets complicated. How did people like effectively communicate back in the day? I don't know, but I really like admire it. You know, yeah. if I could choose my language, that's how it would sound. But old English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to speak really proper old English for the rest of my life. <laughs> Do they have like a language app, you know, like Babel or something that teaches old English? You're like, I've mastered Maybe. new English. It's time to work on old English. Old English, middle English. <laughs> and there's a couple others. Oh, how are you doing, Spencer? I'm good. You know, it's spooky season's almost here. I'm feeling it. It's time. I you know. know. I know. I'm like, got to get started on those costumes. Got to <laughs> figure out what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I already know what I'm doing. Very excited. Lucky you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm going to be DJing a Halloween event this year again. So I need to start working on that. Ooh. Uh, it's coming up with some spooky vibes for the kids, you know? <laughs> I literally don't know what I'm doing this year because I'm visiting you at the beginning of October. Yeah. At the end of October. By the time this episode comes out is probably like close. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably next week, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see Florence and the Machine. I'm very excited. What else should we do? Okay, fit a museum and academy museum. That's what I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm also like, should we go to Horror Nights? No. Oh, okay. Uh, goodbye, Daniel. I'm ending this <laughs> podcast. I got to go. <laughs> I Wow, that rejection was way quicker than I thought it was going to be. Um, Here's the deal. I cannot do Horror Nights. I'm so... Now that we're talking about this, (laughs) I'm so scared of Horror Nights. You know how jumpy I am. I am too. But don't... Aren't they going to have like a whole nope thing? That's their year round. You don't have to go for Horror Nights. Yeah. Hmm. We could go for the daytime for that. We'll have to discuss this further. <laughs> yeah. If you go to Horror Nights, take a visa. She would be more than happy to go with you. I'll drive you. Okay. I'll be like your mom in the minivan. I'll be like a picky kids up at eight. <laughs> you'll 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 come with us and we'll like spend the whole day at Universal. And then when it's time for Horror Nights, you'll just peace out. You'll probably get yourself a really nice dinner, go see like a movie or two. And oh, I'm like, okay, wow. kids. <laughs> I Time love this idea. City Walk, they have the Cinnabon. Yeah, they have the theater Bubba right Gump. there. You, you would have a grand night waiting for us to get out of Horror Nights. I actually love this idea. It'd be like midnight. I'm like drunk at Margaritaville. <laughs> and you're like, you need me to pick you up still? <laughs> I don't think I can drive anymore. 
<laughs> I love this idea. Yeah, I've never been. Actually, since we have the time. Oh, we talked about the Van Helsing incident at Universal. Yeah. But like or the Walking Dead incident where y'all made me go on that Walking Dead ride. <laughs> me being one of the biggest Walking Dead fans out there and still was like, no, please no. Speaking of Walking Dead, Spencer, what did we watch this week? <laughs> Not the Walking Dead. We watched... Hocus Pocus, I guess we it relates. watch Hocus Pocus. I will tell you later how Hocus Pocus and The Walking Dead relate. Oh, okay. Do you know already? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do yeah. know. I do know. It took okay. a second. It was a real hard transition, but I got it now. I was about to say, I was like, there's no way he doesn't know the little girl is also in Walking Dead now. Yes, <laughs> I do know that. Because <laughs> I remember when the episode of Walking Dead came out, I was like, what the hell? Who is that? And I was just like looking at her. I was like, who are you? I know you from somewhere. And then it, it hit me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. But Wow. Connections. Uh, it all connects. Right? I love this movie. It's so this is another one I didn't see till I was older. And it's just so much fun. I it's funny. That's what I was gonna tell you too. I've I didn't see this movie till I was older, like in college, which is insane. I wonder sure. if we watched it together for the first time. Cause I feel Probably. like I saw it in college too. And last night was the first time where I've seen it all the way through without like stopping. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I've, <laughs> I've seen the entire movie, but, like, for some reason, I always fall asleep at the end or I miss the beginning. This time, I actually watched it all the way to the end because I, I I didn't really remember how the film ended. So, <laughs> I know everyone listening is like, oh, my gosh, uh -oh. I hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that said, do you want to give us a summary? Sure. <laughs> I just read the summary. The children of Salem aren't safe when Max the Virgin unwittingly resurrects the Sanderson sisters. And that is Hocus Pocus. That is Hocus Pocus. If you haven't seen it, it's on Disney Plus. It is. Go watch it. Watch it with your children. Watch it your niece or nephew. Watch it with your little brother or sister. Watch it by yourself and have like a really nice cocktail with it. Because I kind of feel like this is Ooh. a good movie to like have drinky drinks with. Mm, like some drink it's called like witch's brew and it has like yeah. vodka and tequila and you oh my know, gosh i just stuff had a in it. flashback to the sweet child manor and somebody <laughs> made a witch's brew i think it was brandon yeah and i don't remember a lot <laughs> it was <laughs> the drink was neon green yes <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i i remember that night but like very fuzzy. <laughs> very fuzzy. It's a fuzzy night. It's a fuzzy night only because of the witch's brew. Because I remember, the, like from what I remember, the rest of the night wasn't particularly like wild or anything. Yeah. It's just like that drink was like strong and there was a lot of it. So that's like all we were drinking. It's because we played that game King's, King's Cup. Cup. That's and right. I don't even remember how the game goes. But every time you like lose or something, you have to like take a drink. Yeah. And we were all just like very rapidly just like spiraling into the abyss with the <laughs> drink. <laughs> Clearly yeah. Elizabeth and I lost a lot. <laughs> we We did. We did. I actually I had flashbacks to that night. A couple days ago, because I was uh, <laughs> a couple of my coworkers are moving away. So we, we had like a going away party for them um, at someone's house. And 
they were I was about to leave so I was like no thank you but they were playing King's Cup <laughs> so I was watching them play King's Cup and I was like ooh y'all have a good time with that <laughs> like, I gotta get out of here anyways anyway. back to Hocus Pocus <laughs> Going behind the wardrobe, we have director Kenny Ortega and costume designer Mary E. Vogt, Spencer. Yes, an icon. An absolute icon known for Batman Returns, Men in Black, Inspector Gadget, Men in Black (laughs) 2, Looney Tunes Back in Action, Son of the Mask, Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, Men in Black 3, and Kong Skull Island. And Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. She went off of Crazy Rich Asians. She did. I think we need to do that next season, but we'll talk about that later. Um, (laughs) But thankfully, she's done like quite a few interviews about um, Hocus Pocus, which I wasn't prepared for. I was prepared for this to be like a zero research episode right but she's because it's such like a classic she's done quite a few interviews and she did an interview at d23 and she was asked like oh how did you get this job in the first place and she doesn't remember (laughs) (laughs) details (laughs) she's like oh i don't know but she remembered enough when talking to glamour about research for hocus pocus she said I looked at a lot of storybook references. Arthur Rackham, who is a storybook illustrator I really like. I used a lot of his stuff. And Goya, a Spanish artist, did a series called Los Capricos, which are really creepy Spanish Inquisition drawings. Mm. My inspiration was a combination of fairy tales and Los Caprios, which I'm like, ooh, like don't like... I'm looking at them and like the fairy tale references, I kind of get the Goya ones, not as much. <laughs> I love it. It's so creepy and it, it makes the film a little bit edgier. I like it. Right. I I really like, I really like the Goya illustrations. They're beautiful. I'm just like, how did you like, what, how did you incorporate this? I think it's just looking at like the silhouettes and just like yeah. really bringing in like that Salem witch trial-esque vibe that, you know, I'm in love with. Yeah. Uh, that's very beautiful. I would love some of these prints. Right. Right. Come on, Mary. And talking about the Salem witch trials, uh, Mary really did her research. She said to D23, I read many books about Salem, Massachusetts in the time of our story. I even read diaries of women who were hanged as witches. I went on to read fairy tales and that is where our real inspiration for the story came from. So I was like, she did her research. Like for a movie where it seems like what you need to do is fairly straightforward. She was like, no. I'm going to make this special. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, people think like, you know, it's just like some Disney Channel original movie. It's not. I mean, there's still real people behind it who take their jobs very seriously. And a costume designer is one of them. And this got a theatrical release. Did it? Yeah. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. But yeah, she was like, she was on it. And Spencer... After a little breaky break, are you ready to jump into it? I'm so ready. I love this movie and there's so many great costumes. So let's do it. Let's do it. 
Hello, Blogcast listeners. It's Elizabeth Joy Glass, co-host and producer of the Art of Costume Blogcast. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all your support. If you wanted to continue your support, you can now become one of our costume mavens when you become our patron at patreon.com slash the art of costume. There we post unheard bloopers, highlights, and you can even catch our monthly bonus episodes for patrons only. Make sure to check out the description for a link to our Patreon. trippy trip to salem i'm always i've actually been to salem i'm obsessed with like the witch trials it's one of my favorite things to like read about all the history so this is fun i love it i've been to salem too me and my sister took like a short little trip there last year when i went up to visit her and i want to go back i want to go back with like you and avisha Oh, that'd be fun. And like us have like a spooky kind in the off season though right. i don't want to go like when everybody's like there to yeah. be witchy October. i'm like i want <laughs> yeah well even like we went in august and it was kind of like starting to like get there i think i went um, during a yeah i think it might have been like july august or september when i went and it was like it was like kind of turning into fall it was pretty busy it's it is kind of like very touristy but like there are some like cool parts like i walked around in the graveyards a little bit you know yeah all edgy <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll have to plan a trip there. We'll have to plan yeah, a trip there. Let's do it. But uh, Thackeray, played by Sean Murray, doesn't need to plan a trip there. He lives there in the 1600s. <laughs> I love it. It is. I do love Thackeray's outfit. First of all, I love that his name is Thackeray, not Zachary. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> this look, though, to me, does like read like that time period of the Salem witch trials. Like clearly costume designer mary really did her research into his look she did the this first like um these first couple scenes with all the you know residents of salem his sister very period appropriate in comparison to the sanderson sisters who (laughs) (laughs) they're very camped up um i feel like Winifred's look is like more campy compared to like Sarah Jessica Parker's look. Like if if Sarah Jessica Parker was on her own, I would be like, oh, that's kind of period appropriate. But when the the combination of the three, you're like, okay, this is crazy. It's just (laughs) Disney camp. (laughs) It absolutely is. And first off, we have Winifred played by Bette Midler, who is just incredible. And Mary talked a lot to glamour about Winifred's look. She said Kenny was great because a lot of directors, they don't want to do anything too weird or outrageous, but not with Kenny. When I talked to him about my vision for Bet, I said, you can't put her in some black outfit. You have to put her in something that's colorful and fun and has a little sparkle to it. So when I did sketches and talked to Kenny about it, he responded, Now, let me talk to Bette because this might not be what she was thinking of. So he talked to Bette, 
who said, well, of course, I'm not going to wear some black dress. <laughs> <laughs> That's very bad. There. <laughs> it absolutely is. And this is not some black dress. No. In any way, shape or form. <laughs> I love it. It has like a like dark green to it, but with some purple mm-hmm. and gold. It does have like a sparkle, but also like the fabrics feel very like old and vintagey as well. Like clearly yeah. they've just been kind of like slumping around this witch's hut for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful. It's wonderful. And she has these great like symbols on her dress, which Mary also talked about to Glamour. She said symbols are always tricky to do because you don't want to accidentally use some ancient symbol that's evil. So we did the symbols on her robe from the rune alphabet and some from Stonehenge. And then we added a line here and there to make sure they were unrecognizable, almost like crop <laughs> circles. <laughs> I love that. It's like cheating on your ancient symbols test. You're like, let me just draw a line right? here. There you go. Right? <laughs> Throw them off the trail. It, it's almost, <laughs> it's like they were afraid of like copyright infringement. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she talked about this at D23 too. She was like, yeah. It was basically just, you know, crop circles and runes. She was like, you can't get more simple than that. Right. <laughs> A line here or there. <laughs> uh, Bent Miller just kills this role. I mean, she is so funny from beginning to end. She she's, is. She's one of the best parts of this movie, if not the best part. Yeah. Them together are just incredible. Um, we have Kathleen Najimi as Mary... <laughs> who is an underrated character, <laughs> I have to say. And when Mary was talking to Glamour, she talked about Mary's look. She said, Kathy was more like an alchemist, the one who was always mixing the potions. So she looked like the cook witch. She was busy doing doing things. Her outfit was meant to look like a witch baker. Wow. That makes so much sense. Like after all these years, like seeing that quote, that makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah, she because she's able to roll her sleeves up and like get down and dirty with her potions. <laughs> right, right. And it's like I love these costumes because they're all so unique. But these are all silk costumes. Wow. For the most part, they the majority of these fabrics are silks, and uh, she talked about making. The witch's costumes at D23, she said Mary Marietta Lang was a textile artist. And at one point she's asked about Bette Mittler's costume. And the person's like, how many layers are in that? Because it is quite voluminous. Mm-hmm. And she said that Marietta did a primitive pleading on the costume that she had learned working on the old Dune movie, <laughs> which apparently Mary Vote was like an assistant designer for. Wow. Oh my gosh. Right? Is Dune connected to everything we do now? <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> and then also, because apparently with Disney, you have a very fixed budget. She was like, this, this is the first time I was not allowed to go over budget for a movie. <laughs> So they were like, well, how are we going to make these? So they reached out to the San Francisco Opera's costume shop 
uh, Jenny Green, who ran it, was like, yeah, we'll make those for you. Because apparently opera costume shops will just take on work in between productions. Yeah. So they don't have to shut it down. Uh, yeah, whatever. Like, we, we got nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's part of how they became so theatrical. Yeah. And um, last but not least, we have Sarah Jessica Parker as Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Who Mary said to Glamour, Sarah played the little beauty queen. She was more like a sleeping beauty princess. That's what I was going with. More like a witch princess. Uh, Yeah. I mean, 100%. It's so good. SJP looks so good. (laughs) She... She does look like... She looks like the edgy kind of girl in, like, the Salem town who everyone would be like, oh, she's definitely the witch, you know? She's definitely a witch. <laughs> but she was also, like, the pretty one that, like, all the all the boys were like, she might be a witch, but... <laughs> she could just be hot. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and no, she's and, a witch. <laughs> no, she's a witch. But she definitely took inspiration from the Sleeping Beauty movie and Aurora, the princess, for her look, which I'm always like, I always looked at this and thought like it was familiar in some way. And now that I know that, I'm like, oh, yeah, this was inspired by Sleeping Beauty. (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah, it's almost like the exact same silhouette when you compared them next to each other. Yeah. And she was also asked about because they do a lot of flying in this. So she was asked at D23, like, what did you do like about the harnesses? And she said the harnesses back then were like absolutely terrible. (laughs) They were just like these like scratchy like pants with like hooks and stuff. But that like none of them ever complained and like they all got quite comfortable with it. Apparently Sarah would just like take her like she was like oh just leave me up here during my break i'll just like read a newspaper (laughs) like um but she made this really uh funny comment that apparently cirque du soleil has made harnesses like better so now i feel like i have to do research into like how cirque du soleil has like upped the harness game apparently (laughs) because i'm like i would not have like it makes sense but also like would not have expected Cirque du Soleil to be like innovating harness technology. <laughs> Makes sense to me. They got to keep their people alive. You that's, know, that's, tr- that's scary true. stuff. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I, I was just surprised. I was like, oh, what? Yeah. I love all the Sanderson sisters, though. I've actually seen their costumes in person before at the <gasps> exhibit. Lucky. And they're just as beautiful in person, if not more. They're just like all the details there. The fabrics are just very rich beautiful the colors are right i just love them so much i love them as well and we have more costumes to love coming up after our break spencer i can't wait (laughs) (laughs) i thought you froze for a second (laughs) (laughs) we'll be back What's up, costume nerds? This is Spencer, co-host and producer of the Art of Costume blogcast. I love the simple things in life. Free parking, air conditioning, and a nice comfortable hoodie. If you feel the same way, then I'm here to let you know that if you wanted to support our show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy awesome blogcast merch through TeePublic, such as t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, and stickers. 
We even have a baby onesie for all those baby costume designers out there. To get your merch, head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Thank you for all your support. I love that line. It's so good. (laughs) I love it. I I just relate to Winifred so much. Um, Who I don't relate to, I mean, I guess a little. But you're both California boys. (laughs) I know. It's Max. He's so annoying. Oh, poor Max. He's just a kid, Spencer. I know. I know. But the first half of this film, he's so cringy. But as a fellow California guy, I get it. Max is wearing his cool tie-dye that he probably wears when he goes skating in Venice, brah. He has <laughs> the hairstyle, <laughs> the long sleeve Abs- black shirt underneath. I get it, brah. He is very 90s California in this first <laughs> scene. And the script called for him to be wearing a tie-dye shirt. But other than that, the director was like, oh, it's up to you. And Mary was like... <laughs> so funny to like... I don't know what anyone's wearing, but he's wearing tie-dye. That's the only yeah. thing I know. <laughs> <laughs> tie-dye, you figure out the rest. <laughs> Mary, she was like, well, we have all this dye left over from the Sanderson sister costumes. So let's just use those colors to make his tie-dye t-shirt. Wow. So it's like a little like hint to, to what's about to come because he has every color of the Sanderson sisters. That's crazy. Sure. Isn't that wild? Yeah, look at it too. It's like there's mm-hmm. the green from Winifred. There's like the red from Kathy's character and which is also kind of like Sarah Jessica Parker too with the purple as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm obsessed with this shirt now. Right. I love it. Uh, I also love Danny Thora Birch. <laughs> She's so cute in this. Danny has one of the greatest costumes in the film, actually. It like it actually reminds me of you in a way, like where it has like this kind of like it's like almost antique looking, but it's also like very beautiful and delicate with like the sun on it. It's it's like a very cute witch costume. Absolutely. And I like that it looks very like homemade. Yeah. Like her mom helped her like rummage through her closet and like was like, okay, you're going to wear this, this and this. I'll buy you a hat and you're going to have a great time. And yeah. Mary said a about Danny's character. You think other girls had big personalities? Thora was the sunshine. She was little, but she burst onto the scene. <laughs> her costume was supposed to look like her mother made it. But I wanted it to be bright in color so that you can see her amongst the other witches. Oh, I love that. I mean, it's perfect. That's exactly what the costume said. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like it really matched like the actress who wore it, uh, Thora, who, yeah. as we talked about earlier, she was just in Walking Dead not too long ago. <laughs> um, wasn't there long, if you catch what I'm saying, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's <laughs> she's so cute. She looks cute. I love... 
her, that they wanted it to look homemade because some characters do definitely do not have homemade costumes. No. <laughs> <laughs> we have Allison played by Vanessa Shaw. And I gotta say, I love her parents' outrageous, like, Versailles party I know. that they're having. Having just watched Marie Antoinette with you, I'm like, ooh, I want to go to this party. Right, right. She's she's wearing this like very elaborate like 1700s gown and then it's like, ah, yeah, let's go to the witch's hut. <laughs> and I like that she kept like the same colors because she has this great like cream, like whitish top with like this beige sweater. Yeah. And this like this is a look. I was like, ooh, this is very current right now. This is very current. This is giving me like free people, you know, like Yeah. <laughs> free people made well vibes. Yes. It reminds me of a certain someone who I won't bring up, but <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Very I agree. East Coast like sweater vibes, you know. Yes. No, this is East Coast to a T. <laughs> what is not East Coast to a T is Billy Butcherson, played by our favorite character actor doug jones yes doug jones kills his role uh, this is like one of his like first i think like character spots i'm gonna fact check that but it was definitely an early an early one definitely an early one yeah and a strange thing about his costume is it's not actually period appropriate to the time period in which he was supposed to have died but it created the emotional response Mary wanted in the character. Right. And she talked to Vogue a little bit about her inspiration for him. She said, Billy Bur Butcherson, oh my God, one of the childhood stories I always liked was that of Ichabod Crane <laughs> from, the from the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And that's what that character reminded me of. So his costume is very much like a black and white drawing I had of Ichabod Crane in an old children's storybook. It was the 17th century coat and boots, <laughs> which I'm like, as soon as she said that, I was like, absolutely. This is Ichabod Crane. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes so much sense. And I, she says it's not period appropriate, but like that really doesn't like read to me on screen. Like if it, like it made sense to me. Yeah, it makes total sense for his character. And she is right. as When she said that, and I, like I look at the date on his stone, like this is about 100 years after the time period. Like it's, yeah. it's 80, 90 years like in the future, his look from 1693. Mm -hmm. But like it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's a zombie. Come on. <laughs> he's a zombie. It says everything you like you need to know about the zombie Billy Bertrandson. And I also like it because like at first cuz it's rotting. It's old like he's been dead for 300 years. So it's rotting off of him. And so it makes him very scary at first until you find out that like he hates the Sanderson sisters. As much as anybody else. Right. <laughs> and he suddenly turns into this very cuddly zombie. <laughs> oh, isn't that what we all want at the end of the day? Just a cuddly zombie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is very antique falling apart. It's so much fun. It is. It is. We also have a little cameo from Penny and Gary Marshall <laughs> playing the 
who is just some random guy in a devil costume. I love it. It's which, actually a very exquisite devil costume because most people just put on the horns and a pitchfork and call it a day. This is a yeah. Look. This is a whole look. And I thought Gary Marshall directed this until I did the research for it. Cause like he's like famous for like like taking a little role in each of his movies or TV shows. Yeah. So I like assumed he had directed this because it's very up his alley. Uh-huh. Um, although, yeah, he'd worked with Disney before. But no, he's just uncredited on it. <laughs> he was just in it. I don't know why. I, I didn't have time to figure out why he was in this and why Penny Marshall was in this. I was like, why is Laverne in this? Like, <laughs> But I also didn't realize that was her until my dad. He's, my dad sat down and like he was like, I've never seen this before. He's like, hey, it's Laverne. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird cameo. <laughs> It's the weirdest cameo, but I do love his, like, he's clearly super into Halloween and she is not. Yeah, I need that that devil costume. You could pull it off. I could. Absolutely. You know what I could pull off, Spencer? (laughs) Oh, yes. The Madonna bra. You know, I love this look. This is such a fun look, but... It was made from two plastic funnels. Uh, Mary said to bustle. It was supposed to look slightly homemade. <laughs> I look at that now and I'm embarrassed. It what? looks so cheesy. Gosh, Mary. Come on. <laughs> right? I'm like, this is exquisite. This like, is cool. It like, you know, looks like Jean-Paul Gaultier made it. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, it's it was made by like presumably a housewife. Like Right. It's fine. If it didn't look a little cheesy, that like that would be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and uh Stephanie Farsi also said to Bustle, who played the mom, she said to Bustle, I loved dancing around filming Madonna's bra. It was the ultimate Halloween outfit at the time. Yeah. It was the first prop I ever wanted to steal. <laughs> well, sounds like you could have because <laughs> Mary didn't love it. But yeah, I mean, it's true. Like at the time, like this is what everyone was wearing. Oh, yeah. So it's perfect. It absolutely was. And it had to be a little cheesy and made on the cheap because as Mary explained to Glamour, towards the end of the film, we shot a big Halloween party scene. And I had completely run out of money. I spent all our money on the witches, Billy Butcherson, and Thora Birch. (laughs) So there was nothing left. Fortunately, I had access to the Walt Disney costume department. And they had saved the clothes from all the movies they had done. I think that if you paid $5,000, you could have whatever you want. So I went through there and took everything that looked like a costume. In some movie, they must have had these three girls in red sequin dresses. So I said, let's get that. We'll ask three women to play the Supremes. (laughs) I had just looked at what costumes they had and created characters from what was available. (laughs) I love that. Right? And this this 
costume party is incredible. Like, right. I want to go to this costume party. I was re-watching it. I was like, wow, look at all the costumes. I noticed the Supremes and just, like, every single person's wearing, like, a unique costume. I'm like, Mary, yeah. how did you not save money for this? But it worked out. <laughs> it absolutely worked out. There are the pirate costumes from Treasure Island, Maiden Fairy from the Sword and the Rose Viking helmets from the island at the top of the world. <laughs> she said someone is wearing a suit from Tron. What? And the TV movie Gypsy, specifically the red outfits from the You Gotta Get a Gimmick scene. Wow, I need to go back and watch this. I need to find the Tron outfit. Right, right? And she said to Glamour, if we had to create our own stuff, it wouldn't have been as good. And since it was a Disney movie, we didn't have to worry about the rights for things. We did use some Tron things, which could have been a problem. But I think we used a Tron costume with an animal head or something. It turned <laughs> out to be great. <laughs> uh, well, it all worked out perfectly because it is, it is perfect top tier costuming this yeah. Halloween scene. So it clearly worked out. It clearly worked out. It's so funny when she's talking about this at D23. She was like, yeah, she was like movies. It's like you you just go over budget. That's just what it is, except at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, it was the first time I'd asked for more money. And they said, tough, <laughs> like you don't get any more. <laughs> don't mess with <laughs> Which, the mouse. <laughs> you don't mess with the mouse. Um, I have to say, like one of my favorite costumes in the movie are the skeleton band costumes. Oh, yeah. Like they're so cool. They're so because I feel like skeletons at Halloween, they're either extremely scary or extremely goofy. And these guys are just cool. Yeah, they're cool. It's like the perfect like voodoo type band. I also yes. love the dad in a Dracula costume. Yeah. Because that's just like peak dad costuming. Like, yes. <laughs> what is he gonna wear? Of course, like a cheesy Dracula costume, you know? Yes. And it's like he probably wears the same thing every year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the pirate <laughs> costume, you know. Yes. <laughs> oh. So when this came out. It didn't do so well. Mary said to Glamour, the thing is, when the movie first came out, it was not successful. I remember I went to one of the early screenings when the studio people were there. When the cat dies in the film, all the little kids started crying. So the studio people were like, oh my, this movie makes kids cry. Forget it. I don't think the studio was behind it. But when it got on television, a younger generation of people started to watch it and like it. And then it had a life, which was at least five years after the movie came out. <laughs> That's so typical. It's so typical. Like now you said like, oh, I saw these costumes. You saw them in, you know, an exhibition, I'm sure. Right. But as Mary explained to, Gam to Glamour, now studios keep everything. They have their archives and keep absolutely everything. But at the time, it was different. I think the real Hocus Pocus costumes, people would rent them all the time oh. so they could get <laughs> money out of them. But then when the movie got more popular, they stopped. I've seen photos of the real costumes and they actually look like they're in pretty good shape, <laughs> even though they were rented out for years. Oh my gosh. No, I hate that. 
Yes. Um, yes, they are was... in pretty good shape. You would not know that people were renting them, but I have never heard that in my life. What? Yes. <laughs> she she said like at D23, she was talking about this more and she was like, she got kind of confused because it came out. It was not a hit at all. It just wasn't. Right. And she was like, okay, whatever. And she went on and then she was like, I started getting calls and like letters and stuff because it's the 90s and high school like middle school high school theater programs wanted excuse me and like local theater wanted to know how she made the costumes because they were doing like a play of a hocus pocus and she was like i kept getting like interest in this and even though like it hadn't done well she was like i just did a batman film like nobody's calling me about that like (laughs) she was confused but she she loves the fact that it's had a a second life and i was like i already knew she she wasn't coming back for the sequel so i was like really confused about that and i was like well i was watching her interview from the d23 so and it was a couple years ago i think before they announced that they were doing a movie and someone asked her like oh would you want to go back for a sequel and she said absolutely not really <laughs> she said she does not like sequel she's like i don't even like doing reshoots wow she's she's like it's sad and like i did the work i wanted to and i she's just not interested in doing it and i was like that explains why she's not doing the new film i was kind of surprised too when i found out but that makes sense if you don't want to do it you don't want to do it yeah but you know salvador perez is doing the costumes for the next one which he's incredible yeah i'm very excited to see that i'm I'm ex- we're going to have to talk about that film when it comes out or even speak to Salvador because we've never done that. I would love to do that. Yes. Oh, it'd be great to talk to him. And with that, Elizabeth, we are at the end of Hocus Pocus. Just like that. We are. We are. Um, I'm like, I'm so excited to watch this movie again, like during Halloween, Halloween. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching this again. I have like a list of like movie Halloween movies. And I'm like, I got to watch this during the month of October. And this is on the list again. To me, I feel like I got it out of the way. You know, I watch it every October. (laughs) So now we cleared some space for something else. (laughs) But I love this movie. I'm ready to play our favorite game and figure out what our one costume to rule them all is. (sighs) Hit it, Daniel. The one costume to rule them all. Elizabeth, why don't you go first? All right, Spencer, I I was going back and forth. I was going back and forth because Bette Midler's costume is so iconic. Right. However, (laughs) I love Billy Butcherson. I love, like, the story behind his costume. I love... Because, like, really, this movie, it's about just, like, the wildness of it. Right. So, like, I love that she's like, this is Ichabod Crane. No, it's not period appropriate. That doesn't matter. This creates the character that he needs to be. So that's what's happening. And I just, I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, 100%. I like it. And I love just like how broken down a costume is, how decayed it yeah. looks. That's like a really cool uh, costume design technique. That's not easy to do with something like this to mm-hmm. make it look so frayed. Yeah, to really make it look like it's been around for 300 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, My look, 
I've actually been going back and forth and I'm changing mine. <gasps> I was originally going to pick Sarah Jessica Parker's look, but I think I'm going to go with Winifred's look. Because oh, yay. you really convinced me with the runes and the fact that right? <laughs> we're taking like actual runes and just kind of like changing it here and there. To <laughs> Turning them into crop circles. <laughs> in case of copyright <laughs> infringement. Like I just love that. Um, it, it's just such a fun detailed look and the colors are so beautiful. However, I will say though, when you brought up that tie-dye shirt and how it represents all the Sanderson sisters. Right. That took that shirt up way up on the list for me. Like, dare yeah. I say, that's like number two. And yeah. I don't even like that character, but that shirt is it. I, I like, I started the slides before I watched the movie again. And I put it in. And this was also before I, I had sourced the articles, but I hadn't. I hadn't read any of them yet. And I was like, I'll probably take this tie-dye t-shirt out. <laughs> like, I wasn't expecting there to be anything special about it. And then I was like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's a great behind-the-wardrobe fact. And with that, I love this film. It was so fun watching it. And I can't wait for the new one coming out, like, probably weeks from now, if it's not out yet. I know. I know. <laughs> The new movie is coming out just in time for Halloween. And Spencer, we also have something coming out just in time for Halloween. Next week, you have quite the surprise guest for us. Yeah, I'm so excited, Elizabeth. Next week, we are traveling to a place we've never been to before on this podcast. We are going to the Upside Down and talking about one of my favorite shows, Stranger Things. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited for you, Spencer. <laughs> Come with me, Elizabeth. I hear things are nice this time of year in the Upside Down. I have a couple seasons of the Upside Down to catch up on before I do that. <laughs> but Spencer, you got quite an exciting guest for us next week. Yeah, Elizabeth might not be joining me, but I have someone cool who'll be here. I don't want to say instead, because I'll obviously miss you, Elizabeth, but... Uh, obviously <laughs> it's gonna be cool so i hope everyone joins next week yeah and if you cannot support us financially that is understandable that is fine uh yeah like we're all trying our best out here uh but if you liked what you heard and have the time to leave us a little five-star text review on apple podcast that really helps us out and we would greatly appreciate it everybody have a spooky week. <laughs> it's Halloween in a couple listening. days, Spencer. Yes, I'm ready. Not Halloween. It's October. Yeah. <laughs> it's October in a couple days. It's basically Halloween. Go. Yeah. <laughs> it's Halloween month. Right. The month of Halloween. Thank you all. Talk to you soon. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore or you can head over to patreon.com slash theartofcostume for some bonus content. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, 
head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. I am also recording in three, two, one, snap. Oh, ouch. Are you okay? <laughs> Oh, God. It's like something different every snap, you know? <laughs> what are you doing? I hit the screen. 